Okay, I'm going to get it right this time, guys. <laughs> I'm going to do this the right way this time. I was so excited. We had worlds colliding. My brain literally fell apart. And we did an impromptu prologue last episode. But we're not going to do that this time. Steve, I liked your suggestion of eating and drinking for 30 minutes at the start of each episode before we introduce the episode. But I, I think that the, maybe we'll just do that. How about that? We'll Sounds do that good to me. Air. I'll take it. All right. This is episode two of what we're calling Hideous Tomfoolery. And it's a mashup of Southern Tomfoolery and Hideous Laughter. And I want to properly introduce the table. So on my left, Griffin, tell me, tell me about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? What's your podcast? What, what's, what are you about? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Hideous Tom Foolery podcast, episode <laughs> two. I'm Griffin. I'm not your GM for this. I'm a player, which gives me so much girlish delight to be able to play with my buddy Steve and my friends from the Southern Tom Foolery podcast. What I do, I, I GM Carrying Crown, Pathfinder First Edition. It's a good time, but in my spare time, I play a lot of Starfinder, and I am 100% in on fucking Attack of the Swarm, baby. Very nice. Griffin, bringing a little bit of the hideous laughter over here. Tell me, what are you drinking? Oh, uh, dude, I am drinking straight root beer whiskey. Uh, I've been drinking a little bit, but, uh, you hear my ice, uh, clinking there? Mm. That's a, that's a little cup. I got the whole bottle next to me, so I'm ready to rock. Excellent. Okay. Across the, the virtual table from Griffin, we have none other than Emily from Southern Tom Foolery. How you doing this evening? Adam, I'm doing so fabulous. I'm virtually surrounded by fabulous people and Enjoying a fabulous game. I'm living a fabulous life. It's great. How are you? Ah, I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Emily, tell me, what are you drinking? So I am enjoying a New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Juicifer. It's Oh, I love those. Pretty fabulous. This is I said fabulous like seven times now. I'm stopped. Um, but I've never had one before and it's good. Did you forget yeah. you're not playing Ziva? I constantly <laughs> forget that I'm not playing Ziva. Like even in real life, I'm at the you grocery store. You slip into store. it often. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. at the grocery store. I'm like, all right, darling, thank you so much. Nope, my bad. Huh? Here's a dollar. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Emily, thanks for being here for Attack of the Swarm. Across the table is the lovely Steve from Hideous Laughter. How are you doing this evening, Steve? Oh, thank you so much, Adam. I am doing fantastic. For those of you who don't know me, my name, of course, is Steve. I play as a character called Matumbe and sometimes Saw on the Hideous Laughter podcast. Um, really looking forward to playing this game with y'all. Um, it's very rare that I'm able to play a character with Griffin also playing a character. He usually GMs the groups that I play with. Never so turns out well. Never turns out well. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. I am way into Attack of the Sto uh, Swarm. Huge uh, sci-fi fan. Ride or die Star Wars. Earlier today, I was watching episodes of The Expanse to get me pumped up. Uh, awesome. Big fan of Southern Tom Foolery. Love what we did in the first episode and looking forward to uh, keeping it going with you guys. Oh, yeah. I just want to cut in for a second. If you're listening from the hideous laughter side of the table and you're not listening to Southern Tom Foolery, please fucking do. We love their show. Yeah. We don't do this with 
anybody that we don't like. This is going to be fucking awesome, but their show is fucking awesome. Well, thank you, Griffin, and the feeling's mutual. Uh, I, th- there's a reason reason why hideous tomfoolery is happening. Uh, we just, I think, without tooting our own horns too much, we just love with what each other does, and what a great opportunity for us to get together and play together. So exciting. Steve, before I move on, what are you drinking? I was hoping you wouldn't forget, uh, Adam, it was looking a little close for a second there, but I am drinking a Ham's. Ah, lovely. A ham's. It's not <sighs> surprising, but it's consistent, and I appreciate it. A delicious beer from the land of Sky Blue Waters. Before we move on, can I, can I get a slurp? Can I get a live action slurp? All right. Well, you got to give the listeners a warning, Steve. I, I was getting there, Griffin, but thank you for reminding me. So for those of you who listen to Southern Tom Foolery, but not necessarily the Hideous Laughter podcast, I am a polarizing character on that show. Um <laughs> And most polarizing about me is I like to, uh, with much velocity, suck beer out of my can directly into the mic. It's called a slurp. If you don't like that kind of uh, noise in your ear holes, go ahead and hit the like fast forward 30 seconds button or just uh, turn your volume down for a hot second because it's about to get a little weird, but you have been warmed. Ah, it's a ham. That one almost sounded like a toilet flushing. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, that was wild. It <laughs> was a low flow slurp. I like it. Uh, thank you for humoring me. You're yeah, welcome. Thank you, Steve. And thank you for being here to play Attack of the Swarm. And finally, last, maybe least, we have Heath from Southern Tom Foolery. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm happy to be here with hideous tomfoolery friends, as we can call ourselves now. Uh, it's super exciting. I'm a little bit behind on you guys' show, the the hideous laughter, but I'm trucking along. Been listening a good bit the last couple of weeks, uh, trying to avoid spoilers, which is almost impossible around Emily and uh, Adam here. Um, I just want to gotta try, get caught up, son. I just I just want to try something. I'm gonna. Uh, Ooh! Oh no! Geez, listen to the crack. I think I'm gonna join Team Slurp, <gasps> my boy. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh, that was that was a Steve right, episode good, three slurp. That was, get there. That was, that was oh, raspy. Oh, that that is, was much that better. Way to go, yeah. boy. That was good. What are you slurping on? Uh, I'm choking on <laughs> a rogue bat squatch hazy India pale ale. Ooh, bat squash is so good. That yeah. sounds yeah. horrible. Uh, well, everybody's got their drinks. Everybody's at the table. I'm glad to have you. My name is Adam. I'm good. Cannot be more thrilled to be GMing the four of you through Attack of the Swarm. I am super excited to do this. I hope you're ready to get eaten by bugs. But Adam, yeah, what are you drinking? Um. Okay, so I drank all my bullet, which is my go-to. Mm. So I'm now sipping on just some straight amaretto. Mm. Uh, it's pretty good. Oh, you can't wow. see him, listeners, but he has his pinky out. Mm-hmm. He's indeed, indeed. Ugh. I'm a bougie bug, that's for sure. SpongeBob, pinky out. <laughs> when in doubt, pinky out. Sorry. I think I saw the the Waterford Crystal logo on that glass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the Bayou Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before uh, we move on, uh, Steve said uh, he was watching some of the expanse to get pumped for this, which is such a great move for Starfinder. I finished Watchmen last night and I was really sad about it, but I got 
the silver lining of that situation is I got to immediately watch the first episode of The Expanse season four. So very I, nice. I just started a couple weeks ago. I'm only halfway through season three, so no spoilers. But okay. I, it's it's fucking blowing my mind. It's so good. Oh, season three so good. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great. It I mean, if we're going yeah. space, I'm I'm rewatching Steven Universe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um. Well. I think I, what we need to do is somehow group watch um, Starship Troopers so oh, Steve yeah. can fall asleep. Yes. And uh, really get our mind and our our souls ready for this because shit has just hit the fan here on Siskillin. The swarm has attacked. Uh, there is madness happening above the capital city of Siskillin as starship combat has erupted overhead. You've got a communication emergency broadcast on that I'll repeat for you just to kind of get you back in it. It says, attention, all Siskelin ground forces. This is Space Dock Prime 1. We are under heavy attack. A swarm armada has entered into low orbit and has begun to in the transmission chops out. What do you do so adam can we look up and see this or are we very far away from the capital um so you're about four to five miles away from the capital and you can certainly look up and see starships fighting i mean you know you you can see the explosions overhead you can see the laser cannons blasting overhead and shrapnel falling down and fiery small little fiery meteoroids kind of coming down crashing into the planet's surface some shit has just exploded i and i know this is like a terrible situation for a person to be in if this were real life but like this is kind of my dream to be like <laughs> fight, fighting a ground war while like spaceships are fucking shooting plasma and like proton torpedoes at each other above like that's just like every kind of sci-fi that i love i'm so jazzed Oh yeah, the the thing about this adventure is it it is just action packed. You guys are going to have such a blast because we're in it already. Episode 2, no time to waste. Shit's hitting the fan. I need everybody to roll a perception check. Ah. Uh, man, this is the part where I have to learn how to play this class. <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> oh, what no. I'm doing uh, at all. I, I'm in an 11, Adam. At 11? Okay, that's not really great. No, Griffin. I know it's not. I know it's not. It's it's cool. I got you, Griff, with a 13. Do you guys see this really cool rock down here? <laughs> You're right. That is a cool rock. I, this is really I, awesome. I rolled a 16. Okay, 16 is pretty good. How about you, Steve? Uh, Tex or Heath, I also rolled a 16, but that was off the die, so that brings me up to a 24. Damn, boy. Good thing we got a mystic. We sure do. Well, the two of you are able to scan. You know, you see this this war erupting up in the sky, and immediately you guys start scanning around you to see if anything's happening around you. And sure enough, you see cresting over the horizon two swarm dredgers come, and they see you. And they start to attack. The two of you will be able to act in the surprise round. And we're going to a map. And we're going to need to roll some initiative, y'all. Holy First shit. combat. Oh. Here we go. Oh, I'm so go. pumped. Snap. Friendship is rare. 
Oh, you gotta make uh, you gotta make our uh, our dragon friend bigger. Yes, you're right. She's gonna be big. She is a large. She's gonna be dragon. Chunk. Yeah, she hella house. Oh God, that's huge. <laughs> I got, I got she, so awesome. She, yeah, she's pretty. She's a she's a big old lizard. <laughs> she's oh. a big old lizard. <laughs> hey, welcome to the fold. I do love yes. that Heath and I have essentially switched characters. Yeah, we we basically did like a charisma, uh, like I'm a charisma class with casting abilities, and she's a fucking lizard soldier. That's you guys awesome. may not know this about me, but when I don't have to GM, I love to play beat stick characters, so I don't have to think. <laughs> well, it's true. I do too, which is why this is going to be such a challenge for me. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's get Siggy's decks. Text. What did you roll for initiative? I didn't roll yet because I was like, "Are we? How are we doing this?" Yeah, you're just gonna tell me, and I'll put it in on the well, turn order for you. All right, well, Sigurd's got a ours 22. Ours is a little special. Okay. All right, so okay. you've already rolled a three. What'd you get, Tex? Uh, 16 on the die. So we both get 16 for initiative. <laughs> what? Because we're soul oh, bonded, baby. Yeah, baby. Whoa. That's cool. So t- 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 I need I need more details. What is this? No, it's ability? cool. Don't even worry about it's it. It's awesome. No, <laughs> it is cool. I want to know about it. All right, super so, loose soul so bond. Cool. I'll throw it out to you real quick. A dragonkin can form a permanent bond with one willing non-dragonkin creature. Uh, jump through just a little bit because you don't need to know all of that. Um, but essentially, the dragonkin and their soul bonded partner both roll initiative. And the higher of the two roles is what they both utilize. That's awesome. That is so cool. It's pretty nifty. Okay, well, Steve, what was your boring, plain old initiative <laughs> role? Well, as an android, I'm not soul bonded with anybody to artificially inflate my role. Not yet. Um, not yet. <laughs> Let's think about this. <laughs> All right. But, uh, but for real, though, it does go up to an 18, which is uh, pretty respectfully good. Very good. And what about Sigurd? That's a 22, baby. Nice. 22. All right. So, on the surprise round, it looks like Cora is going to get to go first. You get to do a standard or a move action here on your surprise round. And you see these two swarm dredgers, and I'll kind of show you this picture. They're, I mean, they're like roaches with Stranger Things mouths at the front. Oh, the, God. The, they're a horrible, horrific thing. And they're like, as they're like skittering across the ground, little chunks of red clay are just kind of like kicked up behind them. Just they're like cockroach gorgons. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah, that's objectively terrible. Um <laughs> As a move action, uh, Natasi is going to pull out her laser pistol. And all right, so here's the thing about that. I'm assuming that you guys have all your weapons at the ready because you are actively on patrol. So you do not have to use a move action in this round to draw. Hey, man, I'll take it. Um, so she is going to announce to the rest of her companions we have dredges incoming. Prepare for combat. And is going to fire a shot at the closest one, which should be within my range increment, but it looks like Sig is between me and it. Um, so I think I get a little correct. bit of a penalty there. That's 
right. It's going to be, well, you just roll and they get a boost to their AC as they have some cover. Oh, yeah. Works for me. Sorry, I, uh, I'm i on the Pathfinder 1 e-brain. That's all good. <laughs> um, well, in Pathfinder 1 e, they would be flat-footed and my 9 could potentially hit. Yeah, uh, 9's definitely not going to hit. Um, oh, boy. So that's a, that's a miss. Uh, but it's a surprise round. It's okay. You know, you just, as you see him fire off a shot, but it goes wide over the top of the hill, joining the uh, caca- uh, cacophony of lasers and wildness above. Nope. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Adam. Um, yeah. I know some groups get really anal about this. Some don't. Um, how well do you want us to track our ammunition because i do it automatically i just want to make sure that we're all in line here i think uh it's at least for the first adventure it's going to be pretty important to track okay that's fair i just wanted to make sure before i you know really stressed out about it and nobody else did or vice versa sure um okay so then the next person that got the surprise round was tex so what would you like to do in the surprise round Okay, so I want to address something really quickly, and this is probably the first of many pains in the ass that a Witch Warper is going to cause you. Um, One of the spells that I chose at first level, which I don't have to cast it, but I just wanted to address it now, is Summon Creature. Oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, so there'll be, that's one of my main spells, so like, I'm not going to summon one right now but that's okay. going to be a thing that comes up. Good to know. Um, uh, no matter what I shoot with, I'm going to have to get closer. Or, Well, it's just a penalty for the range increment, right? Correct. Correct. I'll just I'll, I'll deal with that and fire my hail pistol sub-zero. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I'm assuming at this bottom right one, because that's the only one you have kind of a real clear shot at. Yeah. Okay. So there's two of them, one to the north and one a couple feet down to the right. So, all right, let's get your shot. Okay. And I'll just add my dex mod is all it is. Uh, well, you're going to add the, to hit for whatever's next to your I don't shoot. Weapon. I don't shoot guns. I'm sorry. I know it's Starfinder, but I never shoot guns. Well, didn't you just say you were shooting with your pistol? Yes, I'm saying I'm not familiar with shooting guns because I play Titanium Mike. (laughs) It's a gun. Only guns he's got are here and here. Y'all don't know it, but I was like making muscles. That is a 17 on the die. Okay. So... Plus three and then plus dex or just plus three? No, that's that's your whole to hit modifier. Okay, yeah, so that'll be a twenty. Okay. Twenty is going to hit. Okay, that's one D four uh cold and piercing damage. Alright. Two. Alright, so Tex just kind of levels his uh his pistol fires a shot and it clips right and knocks off a piece of the the uh, dredger's shell 
its husk blast off and some like green gunk kind of oozes out but it's still coming at you hard and it is now the top of the actual turn order round one Sigurd show us what you got you start to show hear me the song what you got. Black Betty play oh Black Betty bam lamb oh hell yeah man and Sigurd charges and he's going to charge right up to the dredger that he can he can move um, to be adjacent with. Charge is right. a double move, which gives Sigurd a point of entropy because he is a... Um, when you think of vanguards, there are different schools of entropy that they can, um, they can utilize, and the one he uses is momentum. And so whenever he moves faster than his speed in one turn, he gains a point of entropy. Now that's only useful for one time for a combat, but he's got some entropy now, baby. And then he's gonna attack with Betty. He's gonna slam this thing with his riot shield and tropic strike. Okay. And that, is this part of your charge? Yes, yeah, so it charges, move up to twice your speed, and attack. Very good. And that's at a, like a minus four, right? Minus two for, minus, for a charge. Minus yes. two. All right. And that's a four off the dice, baby, so that's not going to hit him. Nah, that definitely misses. I, I, the, the, well, the swarm just kind of like bows up against Betty and just like clacks at it and like you can't really get a good hit on its uh, on its thorax off and so it's just and you see its mouth kind of unfold in front of you and like all these razor sharp little teeth and green saliva is dripping out of it and it's its turn and it is going to try to attach itself to you okay Okay, yeah, uh, we're talking about 25 to hit. 25 will hit. Um, so that, so it just leaps up onto you and attaches itself, like, to your shoulder with its mouth. <laughs> and now this thing is on you. So, um, with the attached deal, it moves with you. So it's on your space now. And, um, it's gonna get a pretty big bonus to its AC because it's treated as having cover from you Okay, on it all time so um, basically what it is is going to get a plus 4 to its AC and then it's going to get a bonus to its attacks on you sounds good as this thing attaches you can use a action or a move action to make a strength check to try to get out or to get pull itself pull it off of you yep. you know to detach alright that's a move action now the second dredger is going to burrow itself just digs down into the ground and you can't see where it goes as it burrows and it's going to pop up on its next turn I hate that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, and it's now Cora's turn. All right, I uh, ugh. 
if it's attached to Sigurd, I don't want to be shooting into that melee. So Korra is going to ready an action to shoot the dredger as soon as it shows up. Okay, so shooting into melee and Starfinder I don't think has any negative. It doesn't. It would just be the cover penalty for cover it being penalty. on right. Sigurd. All right. Right. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so you're going to ready an action for a much clearer shot. Yes. Uh, when, the, when the dredger pops out of the ground. Good to know. Yvari, you're up. Okay, so could someone else remove that dredger from... Uh, Sig. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, Yavari's gonna kind of like, as a free action, say, Watch your back, Tex. And she's going to make her way over. And uh, is that gonna be an athletics or a strength check to try and rip that off of him? So it's gonna be a strength, just a straight strength check. Okay. <laughs> oh no! What? I hate it. Um, <laughs> uh, six, six gonna get it. Uh, six is not gonna yeah, get I it. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> no, I had two on the, on so the die. So you try to grab no. it, and it just, yeah, it just like kind of snaps at you, and you pull your hand back, unable to pull it off of Sigurd. Mm. And it is now Texas' turn. All right. So, ooh, the other one's still underground? Yes. Great. Okay, yeah. I'm going to, fuck, your, <laughs> Yavari is so huge, like. <laughs> um, what are you going to do? I'm going to move for sure. Okay, yeah. I can I can move 30 feet and get clear to where I have a shot. Okay. Right? Very good. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's see. That's a 16 on the die. That's a 19. Uh okay. 19. Let me see if that's going to hit with this bonus. That's going to hit. That will hit. So you you thread the needle and get and land a blast on this dredger that's attached to Sigurd. Nice. And that is a two for my damage. Two damage. Got it. All right. Sigurd, you're up. This thing is trying to suck the life out of you. What the fuck is this thing? Jesus! Get it off! And he... Because he's not grappled, right? The thing is grappled, but he's not. Correct. Okay, so he's going to multiple attack, just continue to... He, You see his fists light up with this gray-blue energy, and okay. he just punches at it. It's, like, right on his collarbone, and he's punching mm-hmm. at it. So he's going to attack twice. Full attack. All right. This will be, be hard to hit on that. It's a cumulative eight difference here. <laughs> we gonna try, baby. Alright, well, um, I have a 21 on one, and a 10 on the other. 
Okay, so the 10 definitely missed. So is the 21 it's against after energy. the minus 4? It's against after energy, the minus? and it is not after the minus 4. So so it's down to a 17 for the full attack, right? Yep. Or no, sorry. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right. Okay, yep. and then it's also getting a plus 4 to its AC for mm-hmm. being attached to you, so that's going to miss. All right. Right, because that essentially... No, no. That just hits. Just hits. Yeah, you got see? it. Yep. All right, yep. perfect. So he's going to deal six points of uh, entropic damage? <laughs> Let me double check what it is. It's, I think it's acidic or bludgeoning. Yeah, acid or bludgeoning. Um, I'm going to go with bludgeoning here. Okay. Bludgeoning. So how much total? Six. All right. You punch the shit out of it right on your collarbone, just, you know, just splattering bug juice like all over your face and chest, but it's still attached and still just, you know, wriggling all all about you. And it's its turn. And it's going to get a bonus to hit you because it's attached. And it's going to full attack. This goddamn thing! What the hell? Okay, uh... Let's start with my rollest, lowest roll would be a 22. Yeah, 22 hits. All right, well, minus four, 18. Does that hit? No. 18 does not hit? Does not hit me, unless it's, Against, uh, it's energy. No, it's kinetic. Yeah, kinetic, I got a 20. Right, so 18 doesn't hit, but then the other attack's going to, because I rolled an 18 on the die. All right. All right, so you are going to take some slashing damage here. Six slashing damage to your stamina. Ooh, I wanted you to hit me. That's um, the cool thing about vanguards. You like, for real, you do want motherfuckers. Yeah, to hit I you. want you to hit me. Right, right, because that gives you entropy. another entropic point. Right, gives me some entropy, baby. Yeah. All right, Cora. All of a sudden, the ground behind you erupts, and it tries to jump on your back and attach itself to your back. I don't like that. All right, so that's a 25 against your KAC. So that's going to be an attach. And so now it's attached to you, and it is your turn. All right. Um, well, when it appeared, would I have triggered my ready to action to shoot it? Sure thing. All right, so here's my ready to action before my actual turn happens. Uh, that would be a, a, an adjusted 17. 17 is going to get the hit, so like you spin around on it, and as it leaps up, you're going to get a shot right into its face. Time to put up some real DPS. Oh, what a beaut. Here comes our DPS. <laughs> Two points of fire damage with the azimuth laser pistol. Oh, God, that's some <laughs> sick, sick DPS. <laughs> yeah, killing it, killing it. Uh, but it's attached to you and on fire now. No. <laughs> I would have to crit for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, but Adam, yeah. Adam, tell me about my my options here. Um, can I shoot this thing with one hand? Do I have to do something else to get it off me? Like, wh- what can I do? So, so you can fire a shot. Um, again, it's going to have this bonus to its AC because it's attached to you. And I think that's, yeah, I mean, you can you can just give it a shot. If you want to get it off of you, you'd have to use a move action to try to, to try to remove it. And that would be what kind of check? Strength. Oh, fuck that. 
Um, oh, really? <laughs> and, and, sh- and shooting it would uh, would not provoke an attack of opportunity, or would it? Because usually I think shooting when you're threatening does. Well, yeah, you, you're going to have to find out that one the, the hard way. Unless you roll a knowledge check. Yeah, I actually <laughs> the- I was thinking about doing that, too. Um, would this be a life science? This would be a life science, yes. Okay, here comes a knowledge check. Dirty 20. All right, well... You're going to find out a couple things. One, no, it will not provoke an opportunity attack to attack it. While it's attached, it cannot take opportunity attacks. Okay? Nice. And and then I'm going to give you a, another big one just because I'm feeling generous. This amaretto is making me sweet. Um, it's immune to acid and fear effects. Oh, good thing. Uh, <laughs> Looks like I picked yeah. the right thing. <laughs> Uh, okay. So you still have a your turn, really, left to do here. Um, well, seeing that the thing is latched onto her, and she doesn't think that she can break out of it, um, her head's gonna kind of cock to the side, and she is going to say, Feeling threatened, increasing aggression, and she is gonna shoot at it twice. Okay. Good luck. Uh, one is going to go down to a four. The other is going to go down to a ten. Uh, yeah, neither one of those are going to hit. Ah, that sucks. I thought with the grappled condition I might be able to uh, get some get some nastiness in there. but I knew happened. she was crazy when she was cleaning up mom's spaghetti on the, on the flight down. <laughs> I wasn't cleaning. I was caring for a patient. <laughs> Semantics. Yavari, you're up. Okay, tell me a little bit. So, this thing is still on Sig, right? Still attached to him? Uh, yes, it definitely is. So, as far as hitting it with a weapon, is there any chance that I would hit him other than, like, just a crit fail? Or is it just I mean, yeah, just a crit fail. Okay. Yeah. Alright, well, then she's gonna kind of, as her move action, because... I'm assuming that I put it up at some point because I used both hands to try and rip that thing off earlier. Um, move action, she is going to draw her uh, flare axe and is going to take a good old-fashioned whack at this thing. And I think Sig's intelligent enough to like have turned a little bit towards you, <laughs> yeah. you know, like aiming over his back to get yeah. this thing yeah. on his collarbone. <laughs> we, uh, we're, we're sure hoping. Okay, how about yeah. a 25? That's going to be a nat gonna, 20. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a critical hit. Yeah, then, dude, yeah. That definitely hits. What? And you're going to roll double damage. Okay. Hey, so I think, I think at this point we Uh-oh. should start tallying team uh, hideous laughter versus team... Uh, Southern tomfoolery crits. Oh, oh I, I got Steve on my team. I'm yeah, fucked. That's, that's not fair. <laughs> that's, that's not, not fair. fair. Can we just take okay. mine twice? <laughs> so, I mean, I think Emily balances that out. She rolls a lot of crit fails. I do. I'm pretty good at you it. You say after she's the first to crit. <laughs> right, right, right. That's fair. Um, so uh, that's going to be a 1d4 plus 4 for damage. So that's... I'm sorry. I'm having a brain fart. Um, so I rolled the d4 twice. 2d4 plus yep, 8. Okay. All yep. right. Sorry. I'm doing this like half and half. 
So, like, half roll 20, half... Yeah, um, I'm not used to it either. Was no that dead. the first? Oh, yeah, because cause, your dice are, are uh, yeah, packed up. They're yeah, they're all packed up. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, so that's, that's, that's five plus eight. plus eight. So that's 13 points of damage. And, and Yavari just reaches down and destroys this dredger just in half. Which is good. So it falls off of his face so that it's not burning and attached to his body because that could have been bad. <laughs> Shit, that was uh, awful. No. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Yeah, so you, you definitely kill it. Uh, very nice job. Tex, uh, Mr. Arcana, yourself. Yeah. Was was that the first crit of the show, or did I miss one? Did Griffin get a crit? Oh, that no, was that first was the first crit. Yeah, oh, okay, sure. cool, cool. Um, so seeing that uh, Ivari has killed one of the dredgers, I'm going to move... I can move and cast a spell, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Unless okay. it's a full have, action spell. I'm just yeah. saying, I've literally never cast a spell in my entire history of Starfinder. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna learn today. Yeah, what I'm, I'm, what I'm more to. curious about is, did you? I thought you summoned something. No, I didn't. I just okay. Asked we took about that back. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I never saw that summon happen. <laughs> oh, okay. Real quick, I'm sorry. I don't know that this helps or hurts or whatever, but the uh, space around Yavari and her weapon in a 20 foot sphere is now illuminated because her weapon has the bright condition. Oh, yeah, nice. Uh, That's sure. That, I see why yeah. you didn't buy the illumination stick or whatever from last time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Alright, Tex, you moved. Yep. You're going to cast a spell. Yep, first time ever. I want to cast, it's a first level evocation spell called Puncture Veil. Okay. Uh, okay. You grasp onto a space-time filled with microscopic needles and use them to pierce into your reality. One creature takes 1d4 piercing damage and gains bleeding one for three rounds. Holy crap. How cool is that? Uh, duration instantaneous, saving throw none. I imagine you're so, reaching into the uh, Saw 2 dimension and pulling out that pit of needles. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, nah, the thing is, even though Tex is a um, witch warper and can see into all realities, he primarily channels out of Our World's Texas. So uh, it's gonna be it's going to be cactus needles. <laughs> Yeah, just, I love it. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, so so tell me how to do that. So this just this just happens. There's no saving throw. I don't get any. So this just happens. Is what you're telling? Me. I think so. That's bullshit. Medium range like range of a hundred plus ten feet per level. That's that's amazing. Seems like definitely. it's in range. I mean, yeah, uh, it's yeah. definitely in range. Yeah, I'm that not a mathematician, uh, but I think that makes sense range. that the the spell wouldn't have a save though, because it's a D4 plus one bleed, which real in reality is not very strong. And it, yeah, and it might have spell resistance too to help like balance that. It out does have two. spell yeah. resistance. Yeah. Okay, so right. I get it says versus spell resistance one. Yeah, but well, the creature would have to have spell resistance, so. They don't. So oh, cool. uh, go 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 ahead and roll that that damage. This is the I first a, combat I got a, of the game. <laughs> we I got a four on the damage. 
You got a max damage. Max damage, oh, and it gets nice. bleeding one for three rounds. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that just happened. I got your back, Hoss. Uh, I mean, darling. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so a bunch of cactus needles yep. just came in out of space-time and punctured this dredger uh, for five damage. Um, okay. Well, we're at round three. Sigurd, it's back to you. All right. Uh... And, and Adam, just to clarify here, because I, it sounded like you said something earlier, this this thing, is is it technically on my square, or is it next to yes. it? Okay, cool. So, yeah. is, it's, and sorry, I'm not super versed in the roll 20 verse, is this, is this a 30 foot move? It's weird. I'm like kind of cornered, I feel like it's 35. Uh, let's see here. Are you using? There's a tool to measure distance. I know. I'm using. So be, it says okay. 32.1 feet. Yeah. So that'd be 30 feet right there. The uh, okay. Because the pies, because the piezo maps um, don't really like translate perfectly to a grid. It's gonna be just a hair off. You know what I mean? Um, but that you can definitely get there in 30 feet. Well, all I'm gonna say is you continue to hear. Oh, black belly, bam a lamb. As he charges, um, charges and attempts to put Betty in between Natasi. Natasi and this creature slams it with his entropic strike with the charge penalty. Okay. Oh, by the way, don't use acid. All right, that's going to be a fifteen to hit, so I don't think it will. No, that's not going to unless hit it's with all well, the... it's EAC, but either way. Yeah, yeah, that's there's enough uh, penalties there that are making it unable to hit. You can't quite get your your Betty in there, and it's its turn. Are you telling me I couldn't bam a lamb? You could not bam a lamb. <laughs> it's unfortunate. They have bam a lamb <laughs> resistance too. <laughs> Shit. That's bullshit. That's OP right, right there. Full attack on the dock droid. Here we go. Um, I don't think that's going to get it. Does a 14 hit your KAC? Sure does. Uh, okay. Well, only, only one of only one bite is going to get in there. Adam, how uh, sure are you claw. about that? How sure? Because, uh, I got some pretty low ACs. Uh, that it's a 14? Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, the original one was a 14, correct? I rolled a 2 on one. I know that one didn't hit. Oh, okay. And so yeah. the other one is a four, would be a 14 total. A 14 ties my KAC. Okay. All right. So then the claw is going to get you for 8 slashing damage. Oof. I don't like that at all. And it is your turn. I don't. That sucks. So that actually brings me into my hit points because uh, I have extraordinarily okay. little stamina. Jeez. Um, so like, what do I? How how low into your hit points are you? Oh, not a lot. I uh, two points into my hit. So not not like worrying or anything. Just frustrating. So I mean, she's just gonna. She'll take one shot at it, knowing that. Um, knowing that, uh, geez, 
Knowing that uh, if I reduce my two hit too much, I'm not going to hit it at all. So I'm going to take one shot. Right. 17 off the die goes up to a 19. That's going to get it. All right. Sweet. That'll get it. Minimum damage. That's one fucking fire. Ugh, Trash. Man. Hey, that's more than zero damage, Steve. That's true. I'm, I'm ahead. <laughs> I'm ahead. Uh, okay, Yavari. All right, so I have Black Betty playing on the side because it's important to set the scene. Um, <laughs> so you hear it coming off of my inboard radio. <laughs> yes. Um, but Yavari's going to see... Um, we got to change your nameplate because I'm going to call you Cora constantly. You, yeah, yep. well, I'll fix Natashi? that going forward. Nata- no. Natasi. Yes, Natasi. but thank you. I understand how that's very confusing. Um, and But she's going to see you take a hit and she's just like... And it's going to bebop over into the corner and is going to take a, take a good old swing at that creepy creep creep. All right. 19. 19 will hit. Huzzah! Get it. Uh, seven damage. And, and you kill it. Yay! Nice. Way to go, Star Eater. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Row, she says. That's the sound of eating stars. Um, Is it, though? <laughs> and so you guys have dealt with the swarm, at least right here. But you know that the planet is still under immediate attack. What do you do right now? Uh, we got to get back to the, the base, huh? Should we make attempt to make contact with the base and see if there's a particular way we should approach? Yeah, uh, were we provided any sort of, like, comm frequency that we could call back yeah, to base? Yeah, Okay. Yeah. I think it would be prudent to at least see what's going on. It could be the planet has already fallen. Yeah. I mean, I'll if if nobody else is, I'll immediately like try to ring up uh, the the general, the major, or whatever. Is he? Do uh, I have a line to him, or who do I have a line to? Well, you you have you have the like the open channel to the base, right? Yeah. And uh, so you try to bring that up, and you're just getting static on, and all of your comm units are just getting stat- static, and it's likely from the interference from the starship battle that's happening above, making the communications uh, um, impossible at the moment. Okay, guys, I'm not getting any connection here. Internet's down. <laughs> Did you try well, uh, plugging it, plugging it back in? Yeah, uh, shit. I mean, I feel like you guys kind of have a little bit of a stronger bond, or however you want to say it. Can you move faster in the air than on the ground? Do you think you guys might be able to get back there uh, a little bit quicker? I can guard Natasi if. Um, if you feel like you might be able to get back and scope it out from the air. Yavari kind of looks down, almost kind of ashamed. She's like, no, my my land speed is the same as when I'm in flight. That's why I wanted a vehicle. 
<laughs> I'm very surprised you were able to keep up with our aerial entrance earlier. Yeah, that makes it seem like you I had, had like the flight of a starship. That's kind a, of improbable. Gravity. There was gravity <laughs> she, and like you know there was some centrifugal force. Don't nah, read too much into it. She had just took <laughs> some speed, man. <laughs> Does everybody want to do speed before we get to the base? <laughs> well, I, for one, want uh, to slow down and take a ten-minute rest. All right, so I'll tell you that it's been, since she left the base, it's been roughly ten hours. Okay? Uh, because, you know, this didn't happen until daybreak. You know, and like the sun still hasn't even fully come up yet. Um, so, you know, you guys got through the whole night with no issue. And then this whole thing popped off. Um, and yeah, so now you have no communications and you're wanting to take a quick 10 minute rest, right? Get that stamina back. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, I have no yep. stamina. I, I, I'm i down six. Really should. I would yeah. I would rest since we're at such a low level. It feels like yeah, I need yeah. To it's do not that. like yeah. ten minutes is going to make the difference of a planet. You know, certainly not with right. us. You know, you know Emily, what ten minutes a, will uh, make the difference. You for. don't know. Let you me go know. take a quick pee. I'll be right. Yeah, back. Same, I'm take, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. We're all synced up now. See, all it takes is two sessions. <laughs> By the way, Drew Brees just broke the all-time touchdown record. Oh, Ooh. neat. All right, don't be fucking <laughs> bitchy about it. <laughs> All right, so you guys got a short rest, got your stamina in the back. What'd you think of your first encounter with the swarm? Uh, they're, they're nasty. Less so this, I mean, I, they've, I, I felt the face hugger vibe from uh, Alien, but mm-hmm. I was very glad to have another frontliner with me. So thank you, Ivari. Uh, because I, you know, I like I like taking hits. I now have two points of entropy, but um, it's better when I take the hits and then the face hugger gets pulled off of me. Yeah, yeah. It's usually the, a better scenario. On the flip side of that, it's like it was kind of nice for once not being a frontliner and just doing <laughs> like spells from range. Yeah. I would have had a good time, but uh, it burrowed behind you. <laughs> then I didn't. So, oh, Black Betty. Yeah, I, I don't. Burr. I don't shine in uh, in taking punishing hits. So, well, we'll try to prevent that in the future. And I yeah. will say that Yavari noticed that. So it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. She'll keep that in mind. Um, well. Shortly after you kind of catch your breath back, all of a sudden your comm units come again with just like the crack of the life and you can hear Jada Marek saying over the the comms, I repeat, all squadrons form up on Interregion Highway 12. Brinoa is being fully evacuated and we have to defend the civilian. And it cuts out again. Um, and, you know, you just kind of are picking up that very, very low control over the frequencies, mm-hmm. you know? You so guys. Hi- Highway 12? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You guys, I lied. I'm sorry. Apparently in 10 minutes, the planet could be lost. So there's that. Yeah, there was like that let... Uh, I felt like we got the whole story that we had about three months, so... <laughs> this is convenient. Betty and I will do our best. 
Well, we don't we don't have time to worry about it now. We got to get to the highway. It's time for the <laughs> controlled retreat. <laughs> okay, so we all start trucking in the direction of Highway 12. Yeah, I mean, do we know where that's at? Yes, you do. Um, <clears throat> it takes you about an hour to make okay. that trek. Um, along that hour, I want you guys to roll survival. Everybody can roll it. I know that it's likely that only uh, Natasi has any hope of finding anything. But Can we roll to aid Natasi? Sure. Oh, All right, God. that's what I'm going to yeah, use Yeah, I think for. that'd be the best way to do it. All right, I will reveal my roll last then, but it sounds like everyone's going to I at least try to aid. Natty 17, aid you. Perfect. Does a 10 aid? That's aid. It does, yes. 10 aids. Does. Natty 19. Oh, God, please roll a two. <laughs> well, uh, it was a six off the die, so that goes up to a 14 before any aids. Uh, six extra points brings up me to a dirty 20. Okay. Low roll, but Very good. I got a little help from my friends. Hell yeah. Um, so you discover, you kind of see along the tracks and, or along the path that you're on some tracks of what you know to be as a Siskelian brush stalker. And this is an indigenous creature to the planet. And I mean, obviously you don't have a whole lot of time to deal with it now, but you do see that there is one kind of out in this area. Um, the tracks are pretty old. They look to be at least a week old, if not older. Um, and there doesn't seem to be any blood or fur around it. So it doesn't look like it was injured, but you just kind of get the sense that not only is the swarm about, but there are not, uh, indigenous predators of the planet as well. Fuck. Yeah. So you keep, you keep marching and the sun has fully risen at this point. And hundreds of aerial and ground vehicles are fleeing Brnoa, uh, both on and above the road in the early morning light. The sounds of weapons fire can be heard in the distance, drowned out only by the screeching of the ramjet engines of an SDF fighter passing overhead to join the battle above the city. Even from this distance, Brnoa looks like a disturbed hornet's nest, with swarm vessels engaging with the aircraft of the 1st Battalion. You see several SDF soldiers standing on the road, waving vehicles forward in a slow procession, curtly answering questions from evacuating citizens and repeating that civilians should proceed to Reos City, several dozen miles to the south. Moments after you arrive, you are spotted by Major Jaldemarek, who greets you gruffly. Glad you could join us, Midnight Squad. No time for rest. Get your rears in gear and double-time it to the front. The swarm is about to take Brnoa, and we're giving these evacuees as much time as we can before the critters come flooding out of the city. All right. Yeah, we, we uh, ran into a couple of them. We took them down. Uh. That's excellent, soldier. There's many more to take. Yeah, I figured. Do we feel uh, tired at this point? Um... Not quite tired. It's gonna. You're coming up on it, though. It's been what did I say. So now it's been almost twelve hours. Yeah, I'm just wondering. I bought two of those patches. Ready to use one if I need one. Yeah, you're you're not you're not feeling drowsy just yet, you know. So, but I mean, it's it's definitely been a long night, and it looks like promising to be a long day 
coming directly out of that evening. Um, so Jaldemark directs you to the north to take a defensive position far enough, far enough away from the highway so that your stray gunfire won't endanger the escaping civilians. Um, it's about a 30 minute walk to the, to reach the appropriate area. Okay. Uh, uh, there's large craters and hastily dug trenches um, marring the landscape, and the sounds of battle are much louder here. Um, let's see. You can see several large swarm vessels entering the airspace around the city and began to land on the outskirts of Renoa. So let me put you on a map here. Adam, just for, just for my information, what does a swarm vessel look like? Does it also look like it's made up of like biomatter or yeah? Okay. Uh, it, it, so, f- just from what you can tell, right? Just looking at it, it, it definitely has a design unlike any Starcraft that you've seen, you know. And it does look very biological, as if it's built out of Carapace itself. You know what I mean? And it has like really spiny, like ribs almost cut you know articulated in it and the front of it has these like almost pincer like weapons coming out of the front um it's it's a pretty disturbing thing to see Ooh, that's some real yuzong vong shit for my uh expanded universe star wars friends out there now you got like three guys steve yeah three people are rock hard right now (laughs) (laughs) uh okay so you this is kind of the area that you guys come up on here and as I said you see some craters and such uh, from previous battles is there anything you know that there's a fight coming is there anything you guys want to do to prepare as you know potential potential combat is ensuing as you can see this these swarm ships dropping off you know loads of swarm um I mean, would again? I just want to ask about the the tiredness thing. Should we take speed? <laughs> Should you're you're not in any con- point now where you're having to make any checks against exhaustion. Okay, but you know you you've got about another four or so hours before you start dealing with that. Okay. So out of curiosity, because I can't recall, like who all has what kind of vision? Dark vision, low light. Well, I think let me look. everybody has dark vision except for Tex. Let me see. What do I have? Nothing. Does an Android uh, have dark vision? Really? have anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then Tex, stay. Then I guess I'm gonna be fucked. <laughs> well, it's it's daylight now. Oh, okay. Okay. Keep in mind, oh, yeah, the, the sun is the, rising. Okay. Sorry. The sun has is is uh kind of above you at this point. Um. So, yeah, are you guys going to make any defensive preparations, or are you just much more of an offensive squad here? Yes. Uh, to defend myself, I'm going to position myself behind, behind either Yavari or Sig. Okay. Yeah, I think Sig would um, would bring Betty up in front of himself. Um, hey, guys, I, um, I noticed none of you have shields. Huge... Huge issue, but uh, if you want to stand behind me, I can certainly, um, you know, kind of 
rush us through if we're feeling like there's going to be a large amount of enemies. Alright. Yep. I will stay back for the moment. And she will pull out her um, ranged weapon, which is a reaction cannon. Um, <laughs> and she'll say, uh, Natasi, stay behind me, Tex. Keep an eye out. And Sig, I can only do it once, but if you'll keep me a lane open, I may be able to use a bit of a fiery voice on them. <laughs> I do love fire. <laughs> uh, so go ahead and arrange yourselves on the map, kind of how you want to be positioned. Sig, you get where you want to be first and we'll follow suit, I suppose. Tex, if you want, I guess we can like mount up. Which direction <laughs> did we come from, Adam? Our, from the south. We came from the south, so we're expecting combat from the north. Is that where Correct. we're at? Okay. So I would I would line myself up here. Uh, it puts me for the listeners roughly directly in the middle of the map. Uh, hope it, I'm not used. To, I'm not <laughs> it is used like to playing the center square of the map. Yeah, I'm not used to playing with a um, with a large ally. Uh, aside from like in large person in first edition, so it's kind of cool having like a permanently large ally. But um, wherever she lines up, I want to be off a diagonal because because of what uh, what she said, what you've already said. She she wants a straight line in front of me, um, so I'm lined up basically in the middle of the map with my shield up. Uh, and you you all see as Sig kind of gets into position because you're waiting for him to get in position behind him, you see again this gray-blue energy start lifting several rocks around him and they start encircling him. Whoa. And he, um, he digs Betty into the ground, the tip, because Betty is a riot shield but with a sharpened point at the bottom and he digs Betty into the ground and she still covers almost his entire visage and he stands roughly six foot six so this is a huge hunk of metal and he just kind of plants himself there excellent I will say just to clarify just so that everybody's aware it's a a cone what Yavari can do so oh I know what you're getting at okay 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 okay. I figured you'd be breathing some fire (laughs) or something (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Tex would kind of turn to Yavari and be like, "Just, just uh, tell me where you want me. Just, just put me where you want me." Just stay, stay next to Natasha, Natasi. Sorry, I have a lizard tongue. It doesn't work very well around that name. <laughs> he says, uh, "He says, all right." You know, gets his pistol ready. And then you hear a chitter from within his jacket, and uh, he—I forgot to mention—I have Squawk's companion, and uh, <laughs> so I like feed feed some like seed to my Squawk's companion. It like circles around my shoulders and then gets back in my inside coat pocket. Natasi will notice and say, "I'm not very good with animals, but if I can help keep you guys all in the fight, I'll do what I can." She'll uh, 
hit the mag release on her laser pistol, check to see how many charges she has left, snap it back up in there, and is ready to go to town. Yep. All right. So as you guys are making all these defensive preparations, all of a sudden you hear a massive explosion overhead and or from the north. And you look and you see that a large... Uh, Brnoian skyscraper has become engulfed in flames and it starts to topple over. Brnoa is falling. Holy you know, shit. and you can just see this from the distance as this whole, this whole giant skyscraper crumbles to the ground. Shortly after that, a shadow moves across the landscape as a massive structure streaks across the sky above, billowing a trail of smoke. Um, everybody roll an engineering or a culture check, whichever you're best at. <laughs> no, thank God. Well, well, what if what's you're not better? good at any of them? What's better, a zero <laughs> or a zero? A dirty 20 for Yavari. Okay. Yeah, so Yavari points it out and says, oh, it's a space station. And you see that one of the orbiting space stations of Siskillian's space docks has been shot out of orbit and has crashed down. And it goes overhead and it lands so close to you that you... Everything is just a massive white light, like blast, and con- you feel this concussion ripple through the ground beneath you, um, and it, your ears are just ringing. I need everybody to make a will save. Oh, oh. God! I wish I could have used that culture check that I rolled, which was a ni- natural nineteen. But here comes the will. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know where those are in ro- in Hero Lab. Is this to right underneath your is this ACs against like a blinding or deafening effect? Uh, no, no. Well, it's a good call though. Um, hey, <laughs> I'm dumb. How do I do this? <laughs> uh, Ro- roll a d20 and then add your will save bonus to it. I'm at a 12, Adam. Oh, there it is. At a 12, okay. Adam, I rolled a natural one. Ooh. Oh, so uh, so for those of you keeping track at home, the uh, STF crew is up with one natural twenty, and the HLP crew is up with one natural one. Oh no, oh, we did it! Lord. <laughs> oh, man. I got an eleven. Okay. No, that's not good oh, either. No. What about you, Heath? Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, so Tex and um, and Sigurd are okay. But for Natasi and Yavari, seeing this space station that was populated, right? This is where people were being, like, taken to, evacuated to, to get on a ship to leave. Like, this was the space, the orbital space station. And you are going to be shaken for 1d4 hours as you deal with the coping of this mass devastation and loss of life. Oh, shit. This is a mind-affecting fear effect, so if you have anything against, you know... It's not paralyzed, so no. Does a natural okay. does a natural one auto fail in Starfinder? Uh, no. It, it auto. What do you have? A plus eleven. Um, I have. What was it? it was it a mind effect? Yes, mind effect and fear effect. Uh, yeah. I mean, it would still only hit me at, at a nine. So yeah, that's not yeah, gonna do yeah. it. Yeah. No. Uh, so yeah, you guys are shaken for three hours. Yeah. But not me, right? Not yeah. you. Not not uh, Tex or Sigurd. Um, and 
as like your eyes kind of readjust, you see that this cloud of dust has now enveloped the region. So we're talking about concealment. Mm. And uh, you cannot see more than five feet away. Son of a bitch. So, so a creature that is more than five feet away but less than 50 feet from its attacker has concealment. A creature 50 feet or more has total concealment. Um, and minutes after the space docks crash, I need everybody to roll initiative as the ground around oh, you erupts. God. Fuck. And four dredgers burst out from surrounding you. But before you tell me initiatives, I need you all to finish your drinks, because we'll fucking see you. Oh, oh my god. god. see it. Cool thing. No. Oof. Damn. Shit. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't you start to. Oh. <laughs>